chapter 14 and verse 8. Acts chapter 14 and verse 8. Paul said, I am the chief of sinners. He says, I don't deserve to be called an apostle because I oppose the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Aren't you glad that we serve a God who transforms lives? Paul saw Jesus on the road to Damascus, and his life was never the same again. I want to tell you something. I saw Jesus Christ, not with my eyes, but I, I, I met him uh, when I was 11 years old and gave my heart to Jesus Christ, and my life has never been the same. Jesus has come into my life and has given me hope and a future. Um, and uh, what a great thing that God changes lives. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, you need a relationship with Christ. Um, you need his change. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things are become new. Uh, so uh, this happens when we repent and put our trust in Jesus. And so I want to encourage you as you uh, will give you an opportunity here in a few minutes uh, to respond to the Lord Jesus Christ and to give your life to him. He'll change your life. I want to tell you, if you're here today and you know Jesus, he's not done changing you. The Bible says that the good work that he began in us, he is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. God's still changing me. Thank God I'm a work in progress. He's not finished with me yet. Uh, God has got a plan, and he is still changing me. Uh, the scripture we're going to look at today actually focuses on a man who was a cripple. Uh, he was lame in his legs, and uh, Paul is coming to a town called Lystra, uh, and he sees this man in the crowd. This man is sitting on his feet. He's never walked a step in his life. He is lame from birth. Uh, he has no prospects for the future. Uh, he's probably sitting there begging. Uh, and yet God is concerned with this man. He sees them there. And God leads of all the people that Paul is speaking to. God points out this individual. And he, says, he says, Paul, I'm working in this man's life. And this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to say to him. He has the faith to receive what I want to give him. And I want you to minister to him. And so Paul does speak to him. And uh, the man is healed uh, as he responds in faith to the Lord. Um, and he is transformed. He has changed. Isn't it interesting? Uh, my kids, when they were little, uh, they, they call them toddlers for a reason because they, they kind of wobble and toddle and uh, fall and get back up. They learn to walk. But this man has no learning to walk. He leaps to his feet, and he walks around consistently. Uh, he, he doesn't have the learning curve. He immediately knows how to walk. Why? Because God has done a miracle in his life. And when God changes us, oftentimes he, he shows us things that we thought we'd never see. Or he, he does things in and through us we thought he would never do. Uh, listen, I want to tell you, I didn't think I'd be a preacher. But God had a plan for me. 
and, and many of you, God has a plan for you, and you may not think you would be able to do what he's going to call you to do. But I want to tell you, by his grace, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And so we are called to trust him in the midst of these things. Uh, but the title of my message is Choosing to be Transformed. It is a choice. We choose to believe and to follow what Christ says. And so look with me at verse 8 of Acts 14. In Lystra, uh, a man was sitting who was without strength in his feet, had never walked, and had been lame from birth. He listened as Paul spoke. After looking directly at him and seeing that he had faith to be healed, Paul said in a loud voice, Stand up on your feet. And he jumped up and began to walk around. Choosing to be transformed. What steps do we need to take for God to do his transforming work in our lives? First of all, we need to see the need. We need to see the need. It says in verse 8, In Lystra, a man was sitting who was without strength. He was weak. He had no power. Literally, the Greek word means without power. He had no power to walk. He had no power to do the things he wanted to do. He had a great need in his life. I want you to know that when you see the need, you're in a good place for God to do a work of transformation. Many people don't see the need for Christ because they don't understand their sin. Um, we've got to understand our sin in order to understand our need for Christ, right? Uh, and the Bible says that uh, even the sins of attitude, the sins of words that we say that are ungodly, could be a word of gossip, could, could be um, uh, a filthy word or a uh, a blasphemous word that comes out of our mouth. Every idle word will give an account. The things that we should have done that we haven't done. Uh, it, sin is anything that we say, do, or don't do uh, that is displeasing to God. And so all of us have sinned. And not only have we sinned, but we've sinned so many times that we can't even count them if we understand what sin truly is. Um. Ray Comfort has a ministry, and he goes around, he'll, he uses the Ten Commandments to witness to people, and he'll ask them, do you believe you're a good person? And, and everybody always says yes. Uh, and he says, well, could we do a little test to see if that's true? And he'll say, have you ever told a lie? Have you ever stolen something, even if it's small? Have you ever used God's name as a cuss word? Have you ever looked on a woman with lust? And, and he, so he goes through these things, and what's he doing? He's helping people see their need for Jesus Christ. And until you see that need, you won't realize that you need Jesus. But you need Jesus more than for just your sin. You need him for your whole life. I found Jesus filled a hole in my life that was there, uh, an emptiness that was there. Um, and I can't really describe it adequately, but all I can say is that when Jesus came into my life, it made a huge difference in my life. But I want to tell you today, as God's child, you need to see the need in your life. Sometimes we can get used to going through the motions in our Christian walk, and we forget that God still has work to do. 
Um, perhaps, uh, I, I like what uh, Peter said. He was writing and he said, he said you, you are loving one another, but you need to love one another fervently. Uh, Paul said something along those same lines uh, in one of his letters. And I want to tell you something. God is always able to bring us another step closer. Uh, he never finishes with us. Uh, the, the Apostle Paul says, uh, I've not attained, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, oh, that we could be closer to the Lord. Oh, that we could walk with more of the blessing of His Holy Spirit upon our lives. Oh, that we would have more righteousness in our lives and more holiness in our lives. And as we see that happen, can I tell you something? God brings a joy and a meaning and a fulfillment to life that you can't find any other way. (coughs) Excuse me. Let me grab me a drink. So you need to see the need for transformation. Uh, one thing that, that uh, I have done is as I've spent time in God's Word, He has a way of pointing out the need, right? That's one reason being in God's Word is so important. And one reason that the decision you made to be here today is important. Because as you hear from God, God is able to point out things in your life that need some work. And I don't have to be discouraged when he points those things out. Because guess what? God knew about all those things before the creation of the universe. And he is not shocked or surprised by them. Uh, and, And so when God points these things out, I can have hope that God can help me work through these things. He can give me his supernatural power Uh, to fulfill the purposes that he has for me. But in choosing to be transformed, what steps do you need to take? First of all, you need to see the need. Secondly, you need to recognize God's love. You need to recognize God's love. Uh, My translation actually doesn't uh, have this word that I see. but It says in Lystra, a certain man. My translation doesn't have that word certain, but it is in the original. Uh, probably they translated a little differently here. But um, the certain man, in Lystra, a certain man. Why is that important? Because God cares about individuals. I love the fact that this man, he, he probably is, is not even uh, noticed by many people. You know how that goes. Uh, Maybe people were turning their heads, not wanting to give something to help him out. Ignored, passed over, forgotten. Perhaps you felt that way in your life in the past. But can I tell you something? God had not forgotten him. God saw him right where he was. God saw his need. God saw his weakness. But God also saw his potential. I love the fact that... uh, when Jesus gives Peter the name Peter, uh, he says, you are uh, not just Simon, you are Peter, which means rock. Was Peter a rock? 
I mean, everywhere he went, he was making mistakes. He was, he was uh, not getting it. You know, Jesus had to rebuke him and say, get behind me, Satan, one time. Uh, you know, Peter over and over again failed. And then he denies Jesus three times. But Jesus called him rock. Why? Because Jesus saw his potential. And what happened on that glorious day of Pentecost? The Spirit of God came down upon Peter's life. And Jesus had said, Peter, feed my sheep. And then he supplied the power. And Peter stood up on that day of Pentecost and preached. And thousands came to faith in Jesus Christ. And he became the rock of the early church. Why? Because God cares about individuals. You need to understand God's love for you. If you want to be changed, you're not going to be changed by your own effort. You're not going to be changed uh, by somehow uh, making it through. No, you, you're going to be changed because God loves you and God's on your side and God is with you and He's going to supply the power for the change. You've got to recognize the love of God for you so that you can see that God can work in your life and will work because He delights to work. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. God loves us with an unconditional love. You say, well, how can you say that? I can say that because Jesus Christ did the earning that needed to be done on my, in my place. He lived the perfect life I couldn't live. He also took the judgment that was due for my sin. And so now I stand, according to Romans 5, I stand in God's grace. That means I will forever be in the grace of God. Jesus' work is an eternal work that has an eternal effect and God's love. God says, I have set my love upon you. I love you with an everlasting love. You get a hold of that, it'll change your life. You can be transformed. You can be changed. Why? Because God's on your side. I used to think when I was early in, the, in, my, in my Christian walk, that uh, God was waiting for me to make a mistake so that he could jump on me and judge me. You ever felt that way? But then I read the word of God, what God says about that, and I realized that that's, that was untrue. God is on my side. God is for me. God loves me, and he loves me. How much does he love me? For God so loved the world that he gave his son. So, if you want to be changed, if you want to be transformed, choosing to be transformed, what are the steps you need to take? See the need. Secondly, recognize God's love. And by the way, let me say before I move on from that, if you don't know Jesus Christ, can I tell you something this morning? I don't care what you've done in your past. I don't care where you've been or how much money you have or what you look like. Jesus loves you. That's what the Bible says. And Jesus proved it by going to the cross for us. Uh, so see the need, recognize God's love. Thirdly, consider God's path. Verse 9, uh, this man is listening as Paul is speaking. Paul's preaching, teaching something along those lines. He's sharing the word of God. Uh, and this man is listening to the word of God. And he is considering God's path. 
as he listens to the word of God. Oh, that's a powerful thing. As you allow God to speak into your life through his word, it'll bring a change. Now, sometimes I've seen God bring change quickly in my life, but more often I've seen him bring change gradually. Sometimes it happens maybe and I, I'm not even noticing what's going on, and then finally I get to the point where I say, hey, God's done some work in my life. I'm not where I used to be, and it's a gradual thing. But I'm exposed to the Word of God. The Bible says the Word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. It, it exposes who we are to us, but also uh, helps us to see how, how God sees us. It opens us, us up and shows us who we are so that we can bring who we are to Jesus. Uh, also, uh, the Word of God is a sufficient tool of God to change people. How do I know that? Because Paul, when he wrote to Timothy, he said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, and correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, that was Timothy, right, the, the pastor that Paul was writing to, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped. That means it's sufficient. For every good work, what is it? That, what change is it that you need? God's Word can help bring about that change in your life. Every good work can be accomplished through the Word of God. Listen, be in the Word of God. Do it as a decision of faith in your life. Be in the Word of God. Say, I am going to spend every day that I live reading some Scripture. As a step of faith. And I'm going to tell you something. God will change you. He'll bring transformation in your life if you'll do that. As you come. What, what does Hebrews say? Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Uh, why? Because there's a tendency to drift in the Christian life when we are not in the word of God. There's a tendency to drift in the Christian life when we're not with the people of God. Uh, but as they would come to, the word, to hear the word of God and assemble with Christian brothers and sisters to be encouraged, God would change their lives and give them strength and give them help through his word to face what lay before them. But they had to consider God's path. So this man's listening. He's considering God's path. Now, we're not told a whole lot of the specifics of that, but it's wonderful that he is taking the time to listen to God's Word, to listen to what God says. That's the most significant thing you can do. There's a whole lot of people to listen to out there, but listening to God is so important. So, um, choosing to be transformed. What steps do we need to take to be transformed? See the need. Recognize God's love. Consider God's path. Respond to God's call. Now, God's call on your life is probably different than God's call on my life. But can I tell you something? God's got a call for your life. He does. He will call you to Jesus, for one. That's, that's one thing he does for, for all, I, I believe, that uh, are willing to respond. He calls you to himself. But then he also puts a specific call upon your life, and then he calls you day by day. 
He may call you to witness to a neighbor. He may call you to do an act of kindness for a Christian brother or sister. But he's calling. And we are changed as we get involved in the work of God. I had somebody this past week was telling me how much his life has changed as he's served God in recent days. There's something powerful. Listen, you think... Sometimes I have somebody come to me and say, well, I was blessed when, you know, by such and such that you preached or did or taught or something. I, and I thank God for that. That's him. That's not me. But um, I'll tell you this. I get more blessed than you do. Are you jealous? <laughs> I, I, I do. I get blessed. I, I get in the Word of God, and sometimes I'm at the point of tear, as, and sometimes the tears roll down my face as I'm moved by God's Word. Sometimes I'm challenged. Sometimes I'm pre- preaching a message of rebuke, and I kind of resemble that remark. I'm the one that needs to be rebuked. And God challenges me, and He confronts me. But as I serve, And as I answer the call of God, His power is revealed not just to help other people, but to help me. And I grow. We answer the call. What does it say this man did? I love this. His feet are good for nothing but sitting on. That's what he says. He's sitting on his feet. Can't do anything else with them. Paul says in a loud voice. By the way, he looks... He looks at him fervently. Why did God mention that here? This is kind of a guess, okay? I'm just going to give you a holy guess, okay? <laughs> uh, I think God revealed exactly what this man needed to be and do in that moment. He revealed it to Paul. He revealed where he was. And so his look shows that God is communicating to his heart what this man needs. And so he speaks to him, and then the man <laughs> stands up on his feet. So Paul says in a loud voice. Why a loud voice? I, I think he's, he's filled with conviction. The Holy Spirit has shown him, stand up on your feet. Rise up. This man could have said, well, don't you know, I've been lame from, from birth. Don't you know, my feet are good for nothing but sitting on. Don't you know that you're asking me to do the impossible? Don't you know that this has never been done before that I've seen? Paul says, stand up on your feet. And see, God has shown him that he had the faith to receive it. He not only stands up, the Greek literally says he leaps up. (laughs) He leaps up and is walking around. I kind of, you know, I think that's a um, Reader's Digest condensed version. He was walking around. I bet he was, wow, look at this, you know. I'm walking. My feet have never been good for anything but sitting and I'm walking. Can you believe it? He responded to the call of God. And he ended up going places he'd never gone before. Doing what he never thought he'd be able to do. Because when God called, he simply 
responding in faith and trust in Jesus Christ who stood up and his life was changed. What's God calling you to do? Is God calling you to surrender to Jesus Christ this morning, to give your life to him, to receive his eternal life? be my privilege to help you with that this morning. So I'm going to tell you something. Jesus paid it all. He did everything necessary for you to have eternal life, but you've got to receive it. You've got to entrust, uh, make a, a choice to repent of your sin and to receive what Christ has done for you. We're going to give you an opportunity to do that here in a moment. You can come to this altar and pray directly to the Lord if you want to. You can come here to the front if you would like me to help you with a prayer. I'd be happy to do that. But if God's calling, you need to respond to the call. Maybe you're here today and you already know Christ. But God's been dealing with you about something in your life. He's been calling you. Maybe he's calling you to take care of a, a sin issue in your life. And you need to come repent at this altar. Maybe he's calling you to a step of obedience. Maybe uh, to speak to someone in your neighborhood or someone at your office that doesn't know Christ. Maybe God is calling you to an area of service in the church and you just need to say, Lord, I'm willing and I, I surrender my life to be used by you, whatever you desire me to do. But will you respond to the call of God on your life? What if this man had said no? Paul knew he had the faith to receive it, but there are a lot of people that say no to Jesus. He never would have experienced the great joy, the great power that God released in his life, and he would have missed God's best for his life. Are you willing to respond to the call of God on your life? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we can't change ourselves. But thank God because you have provided the power and the strength. And you've done a work through your son, Jesus Christ. We can be changed by your power. And we can choose to be changed, Lord, by choosing to respond to you. <clears throat> so I pray that people will respond today in the specific ways you're calling them to respond to the glory of your great name. Lord, uh, help us as a body of Christ to be regularly responding to your call in our lives. Uh, let us bring glory and honor to you with the faith that we exercise as we trust you. Uh, let us bring glory and honor uh, to you, God, as we walk out in obedience to fulfill the purposes you have for us. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.